Welcome back, everyone, to the Horror Shed Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and we have the other host, South Jersey Jason, below me. (laughs) How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Man, I'm good. I watched... living living a dream. Oh, you know, work, driving, driving, driving. Yeah. Oh, man, what a long week. You were were watching? I watched the uh, Black Christmas movie that we're going to do next week. Yep. Yep, it's uh, not for everyone. It's very slow pace, um, but like it paved the way for a lot of it movies did. after it. I'm excited to review it because there's certain things I liked and certain things I couldn't stand. It's been a long time since I watched that movie. Very slow burn. I don't think I ever finished it. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, I had a lot of. I mean, even though she's like 70 year old now, Olivia Hussey, Hussey, however you pronounce her last yeah. name. She, you know, I always wondered why she wasn't a Bond girl. Very beautiful. Woman. She was the French woman? Uh, British. Okay. British. okay. Yeah. She, I mean, she got her claim to fame being in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. And she couldn't go to the premiere because she wasn't old enough and she had a nude scene in it, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking yeah. Hollywood back then. We got any uh, horror news coming up? Um... Well, a friend of mine is he lives in New York City and he's seeing uh, the mean one tonight, the David uh, Howard Gordon Grinch. Um, as far as horror news, they released another trailer for that um, killer doll, Megan. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but they released another one today. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. She creepily looks like that girl from Pretty Little Liars. Uh, is that who plays it? I I never seen the show, so uh, I couldn't. Tell I just saw him. commercials. Okay. And she looks weirdly like that. So I guess she's the actress. I don't know. It looks like it could be fun, but very Chucky-like. So I don't know. Well, it, I mean, better than the Chucky reboot anyway. Oh, I knew. Well, and that sucks because one of my favorite actresses was the mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that was like her only really horror movie. And she she does do the conventions very sparingly. But I, I think back in 2020, she was supposed to be at Monster Mania with like Alex Vincent mm-hmm. and Chris Sarandon, but that was the weekend of COVID. Wow. Yeah. So, um, how cool though, like for her to, if, you know, if Chucky gets greenlit for a season three, if she makes an appearance, I know that would be great. Plus, yeah. I think she would play a hell of a original woman serial killer. I think she's got what it takes to pull that off. Uh, yeah, but I I picture Andy's mom in a mental hospital. You know, I guess I'm at a whole was. different thing. Yeah, like a whole yeah. different movie. Yeah. Um. Now, have you started to watch season two, Chucky? Yet? Not yet. Is it done? Oh yeah, it's been uh, done. Yeah, we'll watch it soon. The 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 last episode's a Christmas episode, so uh, if it gets you in the spirit, yeah. I have to say, like maybe the first episode was a little bit of a slow burn, but after that. It was balls to the wall, so much better than the first season. Um, and just what they bring back, I don't want to give it away, but there's a lot of um, a lot of Cedar Chucky in there. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, and I'm almost done Wednesday. I think I have two or three episodes left. Hey, you need to get on that. Hey, I, I you know, <laughs> I watched a little bit of work. I watched a little bit of last yeah. night. Um, it picks up nicely, though, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I I just finished the episode where it talks about how Gomez like was arrested for the murder, but then what really happened? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's really it's it, how, the writing's fantastic. Oh, for sure. And Jenna Ortega, man, she she's just great as Wednesday. No emotion in her whatsoever. <laughs> well, I know it, it's it must it's. It's got to take her a few takes every scene to just keep just the deadpan. I'm yeah. I live my life hating people and I can't do that. <laughs> so I don't know how she does that. Yeah. So um, you know the convention scene is going strong for 2023. We have NJ Horror Con with uh, three different dates. I've been keeping um, tabs on them for their August show. It looks like they're doing a Fright Night reunion. Ah. Their, their first guest was uh, William Ragsdale, who played the lead. Um, and I believe they just announced, I always forget the character's name, but the guy that played like his best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that. So I'm sure um, 
what's her face? I can't think of her name, but Marcy Darcy from Oh Amanda Beers. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she'll be there. If they get Chris Saran and then it's 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 solid. Um their that, March hmm? That was a fun movie, Fright Night. Yes. Yeah, it was a fun movie. And the writer actually just put out a novel that's like a prequel to this to the movie, but the way the the it reads when I was reading the description, it sounds like it's the movie. So I'm a little confused, but apparently I think he's he's written like a trilogy and the first one just came out for those Fright Night fans. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh so their March show that's that's gonna be at the convention center up in Edison where they started out at. Their March show for Atlantic City, still looking, you know, a little quiet, but I do want to go for that because Judy Aronson from Friday Thirteenth Part Four is going to be there. She's the one that got impaled through, like she was on the raft. Yeah, and yeah. So I definitely want to go out for that just to meet her. Um, and that's pretty much all the the horror news. Um, See, Christmas I, just screws us all up for horror too. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. We got the Violet Night, which isn't a horror. Then we got the the Grinch one with uh, that dude. And uh, pretty much that's it. I haven't heard anything more about series or anything like that. So yeah, I guess we'll get into what we're doing tonight. Well, speaking of series, which is kind of like maybe horror slash sci-fi, have you seen the trailer for The Last of Us for HBO? No. They just released a trailer this past weekend, mm-hmm. two-minute trailer. Now, have you played the video games? I have not. Uh, they're really good. Are they- A lot of people were up in arms about Pedro Pascual being... Um, cast as joel Mm -hmm. joel's more like a midwestern type guy but Pedro pasquale is hot right now well i mean he's awesome yeah Yeah, he's a great actor i i think i fell in love with narcos because of him and the blonde dude like they were so good together and that the show is amazing yeah I mean, it got a little slow during the mexico time but i didn't watch the mexican one yet but it's on my list you you should you're not going to really be thrilled but it kind of wraps everything together and it was okay. it, it really amped up at the end of the mexico one gotcha but that's all in subtitles though right most I of it watching yeah. the first episode i'm like whoa this is all in subtitles yeah most of it so, i got used okay. to that though but i mean the whole narco story was amazing just the yeah especially who they got to play pablo My oh he god what a job he was great as Pablo Escobar he's scaring me when I'm watching him on my iPad I'm like damn dude all right <laughs> shit um and I don't think I watched any other horror movies uh not well it's kind of in the horror genre but I'm almost done watching the Green Mile put that in I forgot how goddamn long that movie is yeah like three hours a, long I've only watched it once and I don't remember anything yeah, it's uh, I got it in 4K. I got it for a deal, nine bucks. Yeah. Best Buy. So got to add to that 4K collection. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, what are you going to be talking about tonight? Well, first off, I want to thank the fans for coming out in droves. Our listenings are coming up. Our we just hit our 30th subscriber tonight. So right. we're not going to plead for your money, but we're going to plead for your shares. Yeah. So go ahead, share us around. Tell your friends about it. Like, subscribe. Turn the bell on because this will come out every week and you don't want to miss an episode because we go all over the place. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to my good friend BJ Crowder, uh, who I met through the Friday 13th scene. He messaged me last week and uh, he was listening to our most recent episode of the Urban Legends. And that's where I had talked about, we were talking about ancestry and where my great great grandfather, uh, Rufus, was. Uh, taken prisoner for andersonville in virginia he lives not too far so it was pretty cool to one that i got you know we got the listeners and they are reaching out to us and two um that my story like small world connection to bj yeah and also we haven't mentioned this in a while because we don't have much on it yet but if you go to the horrorshedpodcast.com you can find our merch shop we have uh, a t-shirt and a hoodie and a mug so far so always repping the christmas story mug yeah <laughs> guys yeah. I, I recently visited brian and when i tell you a christmas story collection I, <laughs> I still can't believe it the amount of shit he had from a christmas it was like how i have freddie it was a christmas yeah. story around that so how long did it take you to recover from the christmas weekend up in bethlehem dude i was <laughs> fucking tired the next day yeah yeah 
I should have been doing shit for the podcasts, but I mean, damn. Eh, we, you deserve one day off. Yeah, we pretty much. I pretty much took that whole weekend off after we recorded. I, I did, you know, I have all the setup where I could have the title. I just throw the shit in and it mm-hmm. does it. But uh, it's beat. I was tired. Yeah, a lot of walking. Yeah, I, I definitely got to get my knee looked at. That thing is unbalanced as hell right now. Mm, you got to get in for that uh, alignment. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping it's a replacement. Shit. Ooh. Yeah, dude, like it's going side to side now. Oh, oh my god. Getting old. Getting old sucks. That's not good. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, but today we're gonna touch our first. Well, we kind of did a little true crime, but this one is straight from my barrio. This yeah, one happened in Atlantic City. Half a mile from my house. Now, is it considered West Atlantic City or it is. is it Atlantic City? It's West okay. Atlantic City. Yeah. Yeah. Half a mile from your house, like 15, 20 minutes from my house. So yep. I know right where you're talking about. Yep. I remember it like it was yesterday. And there's, well, we'll get into it. I don't want to give mm-hmm. anything up. But uh, here's our intro video for what we're talking about. On November 20th, 2006, authorities found the bodies of four women in a ditch behind a strip of motels along the Black Horse Pike in West Atlantic City. Some have speculated it was a serial killer who murdered the women, but that has not been proven. Ten years later, no one has ever been arrested in connection to their deaths. Acting Atlanta County Prosecutor Diane Ruberton said the case remains open, but provided no further details. Former Egg Harbor Township Deputy Mayor Jake Glassy lived near the site where the bodies were found. He remembers that night. Well, being as I lived just up the street, off of Route 40, you heard nothing but sirens and more sirens, and then you could hear the sirens like keying down uh, somewhere's here in West Lake City, so I knew something uh, rather large was going on trouble-wise, and uh, at that time I called the uh, dispatcher of the 9-11 people in the township and identified myself uh, as, you know, deputy mayor, and being as I lived out here, I just wanted to know what was going on. It was something that they might need me for or something I could do for somebody. and. Uh, they informed me that there had been some bodies found out uh, behind the motel row out there, and that's all the, dis- the dispatcher knew at that time, that there was multiple bodies, and that uh, that was all I knew. Uh, after that, naturally, uh, later that night, we, we found out through different phone calls back to my house uh, what they had found out so far out here. I knew the major crime unit of the uh, county was handled along with uh, Egg Harbor Township Police and the detectives. And the best thing for me to do is stay, you don't want to go near a crime scene if it's not your scene, so uh, we stayed away from it, you know, the politicians and such. And even though that's what I did for a living, I stayed away, but uh, got a lot of phone calls from people in the neighborhood, I guess like in any neighborhood. When something of this magnitude happened, there was a lot of concerned residents in the West Atlantic City area uh, of what was going on over behind the motels and in the motels. We had been having a lot of trouble uh, with the motels and the clientele they had staying out here. And uh, there were some people showing a lot of anger toward what was going on out here. I never saw a crime like this, thank God, in West Lake City. We've never had anything even close to this. Uh, with my job, I have seen, you know, a lot of crimes and, and homicides and, and deaths. But that was part of my job. And for a while, I was detailed with the county uh, major crime squad. So we saw a lot. But for this to happen in your own backyard, it's always a shock. And as we found out that these, these poor uh, girls were left here one at a time, and it appeared several days apart. It's hard to fathom that uh, somebody, a so-called human being, uh, could do this to, to other human beings. Uh, kind of didn't surprise some of the people I talked to, some of the police officers that I know here in the township, because we were having a lot of problems out here in the motels. Uh, with the so-called CD clientele that they uh, had coming in here. Drugs was rampant, uh, prostitution, and, uh, you know, overnight stairs, weekend stairs. 
and uh, it, it was it was a bad time for the motels out here. I'm I'm glad to see that the, all the worst ones are gone. Well, yeah, luckily I never never really wanted to come out and see the actual scene, but I talked to several of the uh, police officers that saw the actual scene and and. Uh, you know, I think that the town council, uh, Mayor McCullough and myself, we wanted to know what was going on because it's our, it's our town. And when they described the scene with us, with, uh, you know, four women uh, who were supposedly prostitutes and drug users, and I think the thing it gets you is, is the way that they were supposed to be positioned, all facing the same way with their feet toward this creek that's behind us and left at different days and to me I'm visualizing this person or persons that did it had to come out and see these other bodies starting to deteriorate uh, they certainly don't appear to be human people to me I, I don't know how anybody could even function after that before the bodies were found we, we were experienced in the residents out here uh, I had my car broken into a few times, uh, what they call uh, crimes of opportunity. In other words, they're just walking by and they can get something for free, you know, to buy another bottle of booze or a bottle of wine or another fix, you know, another shot in the arm. Uh, that's what they would do. But most of the people that were living out here or staying in the motels, the motels were in bad shape. Uh, they were renting the rooms by the night, by the hour, by the week, uh, some by the month. And it's a shame because there were children out here in some of the, some of the facilities. Uh, but it, it, they, were not, uh, they were not good people. There was, uh, you know, a lot of uh, thieves out here, a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking. And uh, it really took a lot from our police department. We almost had to keep a uh, patrol car out here almost constantly in the area of... Uh... All right, and that is the end of that video. Today, we are covering the Eastbound Strangler right after this. And we're back. Sorry about that quick intermission. We had some life stuff happen. All right, so the Eastbound Strangler. Oh, where do we start? I'm going to start with this article I found online because it kind of dove pretty deep into it. Mm -hmm. Atlantic City. At 11 year old, at 11, oh my God, dude, I'm not talking right tonight. At 11 years old, Jeremiah Diltz is too young to know the terrible details of his mother's death. He's been told a bad man took her and that the man killed her and that the man has never been caught. The boy has few memories of Molly Diltz, he said, his grandfather. Bernard Deltz tells him she was nice. It has been 10 years since a suspected serial wall. It's been longer than that. This happened in 2006. So we're at... Three, how long is 17, that? 2006 to today is 20, 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. Or six, almost 17. Okay. So this article states it's been 10 years, but it's actually been 17 years since a suspected serial killer prowling the streets of Atlantic City claimed Molly Diltz, 20, and three other women. Kim Raffo, 35. And she's familiar to me. What's the name? Kim Raffo. No, I don't know that name, though. Yeah, there's pictures later on, but she, something, I don't know. Barbara Berdour, 42, and Tracy Ann Roberts, 23. The women, whose lives had unraveled under the weight of drug addiction, worked as prostitutes in the shadow of the resort's neon-lit casinos. Stop trying to make Lake City sound glamorous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because... There's a shooting in Atlantic City every day, multiple shootings. The state is only allowing 10 cops on the force per shift. Unbelievable. And you lived in Atlantic City, so you know how I lived during the 80s unrealistic. and 90s. Yeah, that was I, a fucking war zone. I know Atlantic City is big, but you can't have just 10 officers for a whole city. Like, there's, there's no way. And Atlantic City has always been like that. 
probably what would you say since after the casinos um were constructed no it started before that because okay after the whole 20s and 30s and 40s it kind of went downhill after plane travel became more Mm. affordable so the casinos brought money back in but didn't fix anything there were still slums like in the 70s before resorts open it was shit very low on a very low employment terrible area i can't say it got better it's a lot better now but I'm still not going there for a family trip. Hell no. And I just, I can't get off how they're trying to, you can't make a, you can't shine a shit or have a expression. No, you're, you know, you're, you you're completely right. And I yeah. have this because I'm in the Facebook groups for it and people grew up here in a different era. And I understand that. But what I remember was 12 fucking gangs in a two mile stretch. Yeah. I yeah. remember all the police dogs were trained in Atlantic City. Atlantic City was fucking insanity. Yeah. And it will always have the name of sin. What mm-hmm. it really needs to do, and they will make billions. They will fix the unemployment. Go for the sin. Stop with the family bullshit. You're yeah. never getting there. I'm sorry. You could try everything you want. You could put an armed cop on every fucking corner of every block you're never going to get away from atlantic city of what it is so do what vegas did they went all in on the sin it's a metropolis yeah but i wonder what the crime rate though it's not like atlantic city though not even close yeah not even close yeah it's if you keep building it will push others out yeah which has happened and that's the only way that's the only way you can really save that seaside town now they yeah. want to put this two billion dollar development over where the sandcastle was what oh i didn't hear about that yeah they want to build luxury condos luxury stores luxury everything i'm like people don't come here for that no and they're like we're going to create eight thousand jobs if you're building a mall you can't fill you're not creating yeah. any fucking jobs you're just creating traffic yeah and it's already a little you know traffic's usually kind of hectic right around there like the only reason I go to Lang City anymore is to go to the NJ Horrorcon. Now at my old job, we had uh, the individuals with disabilities living in a re- renovated uh, apartment complex, but it was more on the Atlantic City Vetner side, like yeah. right where the new Stockton building is. That, so for that, like right there is where I grew up. Okay, so right for that year and a half stretch was the only time. I've driven to Lang City like on a weekly basis <laughs> and I did feel safe because one, it's closer towards the Ventnor side. Yep. It's in a gated parking lot. Like you can't get in without a key card, but every day I would hear police cars just, you know, up and down the street and then showboats on the opposite end. And it's, it's quieter down that way. So never had never had a worry but if you asked me to walk that boardwalk at night hell no i wouldn't <laughs> well i've done it many times and really i don't know why my mic is so low tonight <laughs> let me check a setting real quick i mean that's it, it's it's insane what they're trying like i understand you want to do this but here's the deal you're never getting away from the moniker and now they're building this giant this giant water park and it, it you're not gonna fill it oh well mm-hmm. helps if i put my mic at the right fucking yeah. volume um yeah you know the showboat i think they really should have just continued to do what they did and is maybe make it an event place um yeah the arcade is okay they tried saying it was dave and busters on steroids no that will never be the food is lackluster there it's Um, always empty that arcade's always empty i was there on a saturday night there was four people there not one kid so don't sit there and tell me oh we're family friend you're not no one's coming with a family not with ocean city 10 minutes yeah. away and yeah. wildwood a half hour away right you're never um, you're not now they have down. a now they have a go-kart there oh yeah their their biggest their their stupidest thing they did was to shut down the house of blues i mean yes. that place was a great venue 
Right. And yeah. the reason they did that, and why is this going down again? Hello? I hear you fine on my end. Oh, you, yeah. Just, it's not hitting the, there we go. I think it's hitting the red now. Okay. That's so weird. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be empty. And they're talking about, uh, they're talking about, all right, that should get it back up. I don't know what the hell is going on. We're going to pause real quick. Okay. And we're back after that technical difficulties. If I keep going in and out. Get your shit together, Jared. I know. What what kind of (laughs) fucking shabby operation am I running? (laughs) My God. So you were saying they were doing something else in Lang City, and then that's when the mic cut off. Um, uh, we had a. Uh, this is hello. Maybe it's saying, Jared, buy a new mic for Christmas. Oh, Jared, don't you got money for that mic for Christmas? So that's for damn sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna. So they're building this giant, like two billion th- two billion dollar luxury thing, like. Didn't you learn from the pier? Yeah. You built yeah. you built the luxury. Nobody fucking came. So it's empty. Right. Yeah. Well, they're well, you talk about sin. They're putting a new um uh adult entertainment in was it Caesars, I think I saw. Oh, are that nice. Yeah, I think it's I want to say Caesars, and it's I guess it's on the it's on the it might be a little bit more risque than I mean scores was high end. Yeah. Um, but I think they're it's a little risque. I'm not sure. I'll have to find the link and send it to you. It was in the news earlier in the week. I saw. Huh. All right. You look that up. I will continue our story before I throw my microphone out the window. Okay. All right. So. This is still up. Guys, sorry about all the technical difficulties, but shit happens. All right. So, over five weeks, the killers took each prostitute one by one, dumping their bodies in a brackish, trash-strewn drainage canal that runs between the Atlantic City Expressway and the Black Horse Pike in English, English, in Egg Harbor Township, (laughs) just over the Atlantic City border. I always wondered why there was that little stretch that was EHG property. I've, in like in like the Pleasantville Lang City area, right? Because it should be Pleasantville. Yeah, not that that's a much better town. But. <laughs> Two women walking behind the Golden Key Motel, a fifteen dollar a night flop house, discovered Raffo's body on the morning of November twentieth, two thousand six. Police found the other victims in the hours afterwards. Okay, my first question of this event. Mm-hmm. What are two women doing walking back there? Well, if you're walking in that area, they're probably getting off the night shift, you know, at the yeah. at the truck stop. Yeah, because <laughs> how do you even get back there? Like, is this all marsh, right? Or I guess you can area? just climb into the marsh. Like, they're just like, hey, let's go for a walk through the mud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's suspect to me why they're back there. Yeah. The killing spawned lurid headlines around the nation for months. I don't know about that, but it stoked fear among streetwalkers in the casino district and gave rise to a tabloid nickname for the shadowy killer, the Eastbound Strangler. Because of the way the tide had positioned the women's bodies with their heads pointed east towards Atlantic City. So they're saying the tide moved their bodies? I can't, I can't, no... It doesn't. Would, I mean, the water does come have, in, so right. they would float. But what are the odds that they all end up the same way? It would have to be like strong currents to do that. You know, like a storm surge to that's, move the body. That's interesting to me. Yeah. All right, moving on. For the families, the discovery was more personal, making the final tragic step in the so slow motion decline of their loved ones. Raffo, a Brooklyn native, has once been a PTA mom in Florida. Ray Deer, a Ventnor, worked as a cocktail waitress at the Tropicana and helped manage her mother's clothing shop before she hooked, got hooked on prescription pills. Then on heroin. Her daughter graduated from high school earlier this year. So she was a mom. Mm. Roberts, a high school dropout from Delaware, 
wanted out of the life she had made for herself. On November 8, 2006, she called her mother to pick her up in Atlantic City. Star Ledger previously reported, then she changed her mind. Within days, she was dead. She also left a daughter. Diltz was a newcomer to Atlantic City, moving there from rural Black Lick, Pennsylvania. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> I gotta look this up. The Black Lick, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I thought I got sent fucking weird places. Her mother died young and then her brother passed. Werner Delt says the deaths were tough on his daughter. He last heard from her on October 7, 2006. She called from a payphone in Atlantic City. She tuned would so soon be dead. Werner Deltz, who took over the job of raising his grandson at Black Lick, said he fears the killer will go unpunished. He said he has not heard from law enforcement in three or four years, a sign he suggests the investigators have written off the case. As long as they got nothing to go on, I guess they got nothing to say, he said. I think they just screwed everything up. Wow. Attic Atlanta County Prosecutor Diane Ruberton declined a request for an interview. In a brief statement, Ruberton said the case remains and will remain under active investigation by Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office until the case is soft and the perpetrator perpetrator identified charged and convicted in court now the atlanta county prosecutor's office is no shabby place i mean they've handled uh mobs mob killings brutal attacks they put they they're the ones that put the shackles on nikki scarfo yeah so um well that was then this is now um because they're under a lot of scrutiny right now with damon tyner like not the um acting prosecutor anymore he uh, he left the due to scandals um although he did close some pretty big cases before he left like the april kaufman case um you know the the dj that was murdered her her yeah um but it's it's a shame that they didn't revisit this. I know there was that big, I think 2020 did a story or something like that, maybe 10 years ago, 2020 or Dateline. Yeah. I remember seeing the commercials for it, but yeah, the, the land County prosecutor's office, like you said, yeah, they were, they did a lot back in the day. Yeah. It's not like this happened in black Lake, Pennsylvania. They don't well, know. And just doing. so you know, black Lick is on your way to Pittsburgh. It's four hours West of me. Oh, so I'll be up there soon. Yeah. There you go. My mic keeps dropping out. It's so weird. Maybe if I leave that open. All right. That's, yep, there we go. That's the level I need to be at. And it just drops back down. It's, maybe I need to update something. Anyway, we will continue fighting. She said, no additional information will be released. She declined to say whether investigators have ruled out a link between the Atlantic City killings and the discovery of 10 women's bodies along a stretch of shoreline in Long Island in 2010 and 2011. I didn't know there was 10. I thought there were seven Long Island bodies. Yeah, yeah. Because I know for a while they've been trying to piece this together with the Long Island serial killer. Yeah, and you know what? Let's actually give them kind of like a layout of how the area looks. Uh, we didn't really talk about... So basically, it's uh, the, the the killing fields, I guess you could say. Basically, it's marsh area in mm-hmm. the background, and in the foreground, it's just those no-tell motels, like strips of them. Yeah. And over the years, shortly, you know, or slowly, they've been getting demolished. Um, but yeah, very seedy area, you know, that's why they're $15 a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very weird. But uh there's also there's two major highways between it. You have Route 322 and yeah. then the uh, Atlantic City Expressway. Yeah, with incoming water, so you can't yeah. always walk past by there. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's yeah. a, per- a perfect spot to dump. It ideally would be a perfect spot to do what this guy did. Right. Yeah. But I mean, if this guy was connected, if he's coming from Long Island. I would I would wonder why he would come all this way down to kill when he has perfect dumping grounds up North Jersey, you know? Yeah, maybe he wanted southern prostitutes. I don't know. Yes, yeah. All right, so the Suffolk County Police Department, which is leading the investigation for the Long Island serial killer, said last week it believes the cases are unrelated. 
you kind of have to keep them kind of related, though, because it is the same MO. Yeah, yeah. Inside the investigation, some killers leave behind breadcrumbs, hair, skin, semen, or blood that give investigators a clear trail to follow. In the Atlantic City case, detectives didn't even have a crime scene. Raffo, Breeder, Roberts, and Diltz were believed to have been killed elsewhere before their bodies were dumped, leaving precious little to examine. I wonder if they checked every room in these CD hotels. Yeah. I think they well, would have had yeah, to, but, right? Yeah, but you know how much shit they would find yeah. when they put the black light on? Holy crap. <laughs> you see it from the sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leaving precious little to examine, authorities have said, in addition, the Wooder Hassan sped up decompile decompile. Decomposition. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm off my game today. That's all right. The we fucking get, get... the mic's throwing me. Yeah. But I left it open. It seems to be working now. And likely washed away trace evidence. Autopsies on Diltz and Brader, the first two killed, yielded, yielded no cause of death. A medical examiner determined Roberts died of asphyxiation, possibly by strangulation. Raffo, who had been in the water for less than 36 hours, was strangled. The medical examiner ruled. All four were clothed. Their shoes, pocketbooks, identification, and cell phones were never found, perhaps taken as trophies. Why did you take their shoes? Well, people have uh, fetish yeah, shoes. That's weird. Yeah. A former high-ranking law enforcement official who worked on the case recently provided New Jersey Advanced Media with an inside account of the investigation in its early days, including details never before disclosed. The official spoke on the condition that he has na- not been named because he did not want to damage relationships with his former colleagues. Among the disclosures... Raffo had no defensive wounds on her body, suggesting she could have been drugged or attacked while incapacitated. The other women had no discernible defense wounds, but because of the state of decomp, wounds could not be rolled out. Also, if you're paid for some kinky shit, he doesn't have to, because he no. can just do it while you're whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An autopsy found another person's DNA under Raffo's fingernails, but it could have been from incidental contact and not connected to her death. The DNA did not match anyone in law enforcement's databases. Hmm. And you know, it, uh, with all the advancements in DNA technology, you know, in the past 16 years, I'm surprised they haven't tried rerunning it, you know? Right. Yeah. They may. I mean, we, we would never hear about it. Yeah. One day before her death, Raffo was with a customer, a North Jersey doctor, who had a room at the now-shuttered Trump Taj Mahal. Well, now it's the Hard Rock Hotel. At about 5 a.m. on November 19th, the law enforcement officer said Raffo told a man she was going out to buy drugs and would return. When she did not, the doctor called her several times, receiving no answer. Using Raffo's cell phone records, investigators tracked down and interviewed the doctor, ultimately clearing him of suspicion because surveillance video from the hotel and casino appeared to confirm his account. The man's call to Raffo were rooted to a cell phone tower on the Black Horse Pike, not far from where the bodies were discovered. We don't know if she was alive or dead at that point. Mm, I'm saying, well, you can't really tell. Yeah. Because who knows how long he was getting his fill in and drugging her up. The official was critical of the investigation structure, saying four separate teams of detectives were assigned to investigate each killing independently. You idiots. As if they were four killers. Because he said the prosecutor's office was hesitant to label the slayings the work of a serial killer in a city so dependent on tourism. You don't have the tourism. Call it what it is and do your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... Los Angeles is home of the serial killer. It doesn't stop people from fucking coming. Yeah. As a result, the official said one team often duplicated what another team had already done, and communication between teams was not as fluid as it should have been despite daily meetings. They just didn't want to start with the premise that one person did all this, the official said. That was their fatal mistake. 
Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> it would be months before prosecutors acknowledged to reporters the killings were likely the work of one person. They were in the same fucking spot, and this isn't like Dairy Queen. It was yeah. a very remote spot. Yeah, it's one person. Well, four yeah. different people decided to dump the bodies in the same fucking spot. Are you right. dumb? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. How'd you graduate high school? <laughs> This is the dumb shit that always gets these people off, too. Mm -hmm. In another misstep, the official said, the investigation did not immediately include veteran Atlantic City vice officers because the women were found in Egg Harbor Township. Just, just think about that for a minute. Right. The vice officers obviously already know who these four girls are. Yeah. They're vice. Uh those officers deeply familiar with the resort's streetwalkers could have provided insight and worked their contacts on the street, the official said. A multi-agency task force ultimately was formed a month later. We're not going to go ahead and just do this already? We're going to wait a month and put a task force out. Now, why mm -hmm. are you calling the FBI? There's right. four bodies in the same fucking yeah. spot. That's yep. my first call. Yeah. Hey, let's get this off our shit. Yeah, because you know they don't like, they don't... There's always that animosity they, they want to be the big dogs and they don't want the feds coming in to take their doesn't, thunder off a big case doesn't atlantic city cop have enough to do yeah yeah this is so weird it just went back down it went back up why is this adjusting your, your room's possessed it is because it shouldn't move i just watched it move on itself dude it's oh, so nice. weird Atlantic City Police Chief Henry White did not return a call for comment. Shocker. And the city's mayor, Don Guardian, was unavailable for comment, a spokeswoman said. In the months and years after the killings, investigators interviewed hundreds of people, from a man who had a collection of women's shoes in his Pacific Avenue held tow room, to a local petty criminal who confessed while jailed. He was later found to have an alibi and referred to a psychiatric facility. So this guy had a collection of women's shoes in his hotel room. Maybe he was a transvestite, you know? That's true. Yeah. And then the other guy um, who was in jail. Um, oh, no. So he they, And then he sent him to Ancora. Yeah. <laughs> Investigators gave their closest attention to a Salem County handyman who had been living at the Golden Key Motel when the murders occurred. The man, who at one point was placed under 24-hour surveillance, later pleaded guilty to an invasion of privacy charge for secretly videotaping his girlfriend's daughter in the bathroom of the couple's home. Creeper. Mm -hmm. But authorities could not find... The authorities could find no connection to the Atlantic City case, and he was never publicly declared a subject. Suspect. Though his name was widely reported at the time, New Jersey advanced media is not naming him now because he has not been charged in a connection with the killings. I'll name him in the next article. Just fuck mm. him. Why are you videotaping yeah. him? Yeah. And the man also voluntarily provided DNA samples to no match, but he can know that he didn't leave DNA. Mm -hmm. It's been 10 years with all the DNA they've had for all that time. The fact that he was never charged speaks volumes, in my opinion said the man's Atlantic City-based lawyer, James J. Leonard Jr. This isn't a case where he's the guy and they can't prove it. He's not the guy, period. The attorney said he has no doubt investigators want to find the killer and have worked hard towards the goal, and he said he believes detectives were so convinced his client committed the crime, they neglected to pursue other avenues, which happens. Yep. Especially in a lot of these serial killer true crimes. He said he was also troubled the authorities never offered a reward for information leading to an arrest. A movie said might have appealed to those most likely to see something. Drug users, prostitutes, mm -hmm. spend yeah. their days looking for money. Yeah, and you know, they, you know, when, when one of those workers get killed, the word's out on the street with the other workers. You know, they they could they could have said, oh, yeah, I last saw her with this guy. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So especially yeah. just to make a quick 500. Mm hmm. It's insane. All right. Moving on. A twenty five thousand dollar reward was ultimately offered last year by a private company that special specializes in criminal profiling. So it's not even like 
the county trying it's this private company yeah trying to get research that's kind of weird unless they were doing it to further their um reputation in the community i guess yeah you know yeah it's 10 years now leonard said people move people die people forget it's a cold case 10 years isn't that long when something like that no you know it's 16 and i still think about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the golden key motel is gone now ripped to pieces by a backhoe it's soiled carpets and the baku stained walls carted away load by load in the summer of 2015 as part of a community realization effort that didn't work there's still no. shitty hotels <laughs> all over that fucking yeah. thing that one hotel <laughs> yep the four handmade wooden crosses that you saw in our video that mm-hmm. once stood beside it, a tribute to the victims are gone too. That's that's sad right there. I think some people still put shit up for them. Yeah. What remains on the lot are bits of broken concrete, the odd floor tile, and discarded plastic water bottles. The drainage canal, flanked by reeds and trash, continues to flow on the narrow strip, an eerie, desolate place. In Atlantic City, prostitutes still work their corners though in a far few numbers than they did a decade ago. The city had 12 casinos back then, attracting a seamlessly, endlessly flow of men with money to spend. Today, with just seven casinos operating, and I don't know if that's accurate right now. Yeah. The city is not as much of a draw, said Leonard the Eternity. Some of the decline in streetwalkers, he said, can be attributed to the rise of the website like Backpage.com, where prostitutes advertise their service and to increase enforcement by police. Even so, he said, the killings continue hang over Atlantic City like a haze. Within a certain element, meaning people who are involved in street life, it absolutely still resonates because to them, there's a fear that this person is still out there, he said. And Blacklick, PA, an urn containing Molly Dilt's ashes sits on a mantle above the fireplace at Werner Dilt's home. He talks to Jeremiah about the children's mother occasionally, reminding him that no matter her struggles, Molly Ditz loved her son. Jeremiah embraces the sentiment as he takes solace in what his grandfather has told him. She's in a better place, her son said. And this was written by Mark Mueller. That name sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah, of these names really sound familiar to yeah. me. But to get to the Wikipedia part of this... Uh, because I know they just flat out say his fucking name, but I'll give it a shit. Uh, all right, here we go. Investigation. 41-year-old repairman Terry Olson, who was being allowed to stay for free at the Golden Key Motel in exchange for repairs when the murders took place, was implicated by his girlfriend as the killer. And this is the guy from Salem County? Yeah. Okay. They were reportedly having a domestic dispute at the time. In Olson's room, investigators found cameras set up and images of the girlfriend's teenage daughter undressing. There has been no DNA matches to connect Olson with the crimes, and he was never named the suspect. Eldred, Eldred Raymond Birchall, who would give himself the nickname of the Riverman, possibly reference to the Green River killer Gary Ridgway, was suspected after he confessed to another prostitute that he had killed people. However, he has not been connected to any of the murders. There was thought to be a possible connection to the Long Island serial killer, but investigators later ruled it out. You can't fully rule that out. You can't. Right. There's no way. It's a two-hour drive. Yeah. So it very easily could be the same guy. He could have just went to come down and gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Coles, a drug dealer and a friend of Kim Raffio, Raffo was questioned by police but released without charge, as was Mark Hesse and acquaintance Kim Raffo and Barbara Brader. So they really, really have no idea what happened. Mm-mm. So the victims, Barbara Brader, 42, worked as a prostitute to support her cocaine addiction. She disappeared in October 2006 but was not reported missing for several weeks. Identified through dental records, her body was so badly decomposed the cause of death could not be fully determined. She was out there a while. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's water, but there's not that much water. Right. And it's not like it's going to be bitten at by animals, because I don't think fish come up the marsh stream. 
They might though. No, but you got the crabs though. Yeah, the crabs. Yeah. Molly Jean Dilt, twenty, originally from Blacklick, Pennsylvania. She was last seen alive a few days before her disappearance. She was the only victim not to have a record for prostitution, but was believed to be working as one. She was believed to have been the first to be killed, and her body was so badly decomposed the cause of death could mm. not be determined. Kim Raffo, former waitress originally from Kunarisi, Brooklyn, who left her husband and children for drugs and prostitution in Atlantic City. Last seen alive a day before the bodies were discovered, she was believed to be the last of the four victims to be killed and strangled with a rope or cord. Hmm. Tracy Ann Roberts, 23, former exotic dancer and originally from a small town in Delaware, who had sold sex to support a drug habit. Last seen in November 2006 when she was hit in the throat and hospitalized by a man who wished to be her pimp. She had been asphyxiated. That's uh, that's uh, so okay. So this guy, I guess this was his his interview to be your pimp. I'm going to strangle you. I guess. Um. So now, do you know the like the races of these women? Were they white? Were they? Black? I believe they were all white. Yeah, they're all white. Okay. From the pictures, they're all white. I, I, I Latino me. I don't okay. think so. I think they're all white. So he has a preference. It's not just like any woman. He likes white, you know, Hispanic women. Um. Yeah, and and they been... they all had brown hair. Yeah. So there's definitely a type if you look. I have the uh, I have a picture of them on our thumbnail. Okay. Okay. So yeah, they're all brown. Uh, they all have kind of the same eyes. This is kind of weird, actually. I haven't really looked at that before. Oh, maybe he. Yeah. So he does have a type then. They all have the same color eyes. Yeah. I, um, I, shape. I don't know sure. about it... color. That's weird. It just makes you wonder what goes through the mind of someone that commits these type of crimes and gets away with it. Like, does he have a double life? It's like the BTK killer, you know? Is he married with kids? And, you know? It's so weird. Like, it's fascinating, really. Yeah, it's, it's sad that the police just messed this up so bad. They fucked it up from Jump Street. They yeah. really did. And it sucks yeah. because they've handled murders before. I can't. Yeah. And they, I mean, technically they would be serial, but not this type of serial killer. Right, right. Popular culture. Investigation Discovery's Dark Minds, hosted by M. William Phelps, aired an episode on the case in February 2nd, 2012. The case was featured in episode three, Dance Macabre, and four, a darkness on the edge of town of the killing season. Hmm. The case was mentioned in the 2021 Lifetime movie, The Long Island Serial Killer, A Mother's hmm. Hunt for Justice, which also dedicated itself in part to the four victims, which seemingly linked it to the Long Island serial case. There's no way you can separate those two. You haven't found him. You haven't found him. Right. All of them were strangled. Well, mm-hmm. we have proof that two they were all strangled. Right. They were most likely all four of them were strangled, yeah. And probably in that hotel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I you know, like the one thing it doesn't it Because doesn't... you would have to be on foot. If you think about how that road works, there's no way I mean you would have to crawl on top of the median. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have to there's no way to drive up to that bank. Yeah, so I wonder if like if the murders happened at the hotel, like how come it didn't discuss in the articles like that they checked the ledgers and just you know right if a man checked checked everyone who checked in within the last three weeks, you know, or even like, a year. I mean, yeah. you're you're under investigation. If we yeah. go for tax fraud, we got to come up with twenty years of our income. The hotel right. can't give up a year. Yeah, get the fuck yeah. out of here. But um, and. Th- there's, I mean, there's a lot of hotels, but there really isn't. There's maybe six. You couldn't have investigated every room. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, newer evidence is going to show up rather than older evidence with the black light and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's so bizarre. Yeah. I got to Google why my mic's doing that. That's so funky. Can you, is it, um, do you have it uh, installed in your computer? Maybe uninstall, reinstall? It's the main 
sounds. Oh, gotcha. I'm watching it go from 100 to 83. Oh, okay. It might need a update or something. Yeah. It's the first time it's happened. Because I could watch on our screen where my level doesn't hit the red, so I know I'm low. Gotcha. But whatever, you'll still be able to hear it. Just turn it up in your car. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the Eastbound Strangler. I mean... It's a good episode. There's a lot, very little evidence, but you have yeah. the bodies all turned okay. a certain way in the same spot. Who, who knows? Maybe in another five to ten years, we might get... A little bit more answers you know um actually i have to go online because i forgot that today philadelphia was announcing the identity of the boy in a box from 65 years ago yeah. and that was through new dna technology but the only thing that struck me as weird is they've had they had this information for a year why wait so long but other than that if your son goes missing how are you not reporting them Unless you wanted him, unless you were the one that did it yourself, you know, but um, it should be interesting to see, to give the little baby a name and everything. And why are they waiting? Just fucking release it. I mean, yeah, it's it's just Philly being Philly. Yeah, I think they, they're doing it for the ratings in a way. Yeah, because we know? need ratings on this kid that was killed in a fucking box 65 years ago. Yeah. Just release the name. Stop right. with the charades. Here's an idea. Release the name and then go police your fucking streets. Mm-hmm. Instead of worrying about, oh, we got so many likes on Instagram. Yeah. Fucking fill it out. Exactly. Exactly. Hate that fucking city. Love the sports. <laughs> But I hate that city. Yeah, it's another another town that I don't go in. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I was actually in Philadelphia. Um, the outskirts, going through Ben Franklin to go to a restaurant back yeah. in like 2010. That was about it. Although I do like the historical part of it, like the Betsy Ross area, Independence Mall. But you won't see me on South Street anytime soon. Nah, nah, fuck that. We took yeah. the kids to Independence Hall this summer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's cool for that, but I'm in and out. And I'm not there yeah. at night. That's not happening. No. Nope. Nope. All right. So, All right, sir. guys, we will see you guys next week. But make sure you like, subscribe. Sorry about the audio that just dropped again. But, you know, I'm not hearing it on my end. I mean, maybe we'll hear it on the finished Oh, uh, we product, will. But, okay. but just turn your shit up because it wasn't that low. <laughs> Although I did sound good tonight. Oh, yeah. You always sound good. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yes. And guys, if you guys have any ideas on what you want us to cover, because I'm heading the right Patterson, and that has a UFO history. So maybe mm. we'll do our first UFO episode. That would be good. Up. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of conspiracy theories about Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Oh, and I know none of them. So, yeah, uh, I was talking to the, I think he's a command, one of the commanders for the optical department. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, this pass, can I get into like some cool stuff and do some research? He's like, that pass barely gets you in the door. <laughs> can we get him on the show and we'll like uh, pixelate his face and give him a, a voice changer? <laughs> There's no way. It's so hard to do technical support because you can't do share screen. Mm-hmm. And they have a cell phone coverage net that I had to use like a landline for help. Oh, wow. That was crazy. Yeah. All yeah, right. I mean that'd be cool to get like uh even if you're a UFologist or whatever they call yeah. you know, you want to be on the show and talk about some things that you've witnessed. I mean I can talk about what I've witnessed. Well UFO is one of the things that I've never had an experience with. Other than when we were at Hotel Horror, but we figured out what that was. Right, right. So at <laughs> least I can share my, you know, five, ten minute story. Yeah. Not time and five minute, ten minute story, but from the time I saw it until the time it, you know, vanished. But yeah, definitely. That'd be pretty cool. All right, guys. This has been the Horror Shed Podcast. We come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe, like, do it all. Download us. We're a lot of fun. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell tell your mom. Make sure your mom signs on. But uh, that's all we got for you this week, guys. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you next week. Halloween Horror 365 Productions.